Byron Buxton walks off the Baltimore Orioles. Lots to talk about on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday. Happy Friday, July 1st. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my third season hosting daily podcasts talking about the Minnesota Twins. This is my fourth season writing about the team at twinsdaily.com. And I apologize. Yesterday, I was in Las Vegas with my family, so I did not have an episode yesterday. I promise I didn't just choose to skip another bullpen meltdown. I would have loved to talk about it. It killed me that I couldn't talk about that last night. Uh, we'll focus on the good things today because Byron Buxton had a walk-off homer against the Baltimore Orioles in a game that looked like the Twins were you know, done. They were going to lose. And this is a very important series for the Twins. And maybe I say that for every series, but this is an important series because that Cleveland series was enough heartbreak. The last week against Cleveland was enough heartbreak for a first half, much less like a season. That's enough for a season of heartbreak, blowing so many games like Tyler Thornburg yesterday. Twins blow that game. They blow another lead. It's like clockwork, like clockwork with this bullpen. It's been so bad. They need this series. They need to take two out of three from Baltimore. Listen, I know Baltimore's playing better baseball. You saw it tonight. The Twins needed a, a big swing at the end to win that game by one run. They needed to walk off one of the best relievers in baseball this year to win that game. The Orioles are better. I know that. The Twins need to win two out of three. I, I don't care that Baltimore is better. Like, yes, they are. And I'm happy for their fan base. I'm happy for Baltimore that the Orioles are playing better baseball, that they had their first winning month in like five years or whatever. That doesn't mean if the Orioles take this series from the Twins, you're like, tip of the cap to the Orioles. who are playing really good. But no, the Twins need to win this series at home. And this felt like it was going to be a loss and the offense just shut down after the first inning. And the twins offense has done this sometimes this year where they'll get a great chance. And I think this happens to a lot of offenses, especially against pitchers who are throwing well. And Watkins was, he was good tonight. He was good. They'll get a, a threat in the first inning or the second inning tonight. It was the first inning. They loaded the bases. They had a great threat. They score a run on a Miranda single and Correa is thrown out at the plate. And you figure like, okay, well, they'll parlay that into, getting to Watkins like they put together some great at-bats in the first inning I thought the at-bats for the rest of the game were mostly poor you know I, I thought the at-bats against Watkins after the first inning were mostly poor they looked confused they were getting locked up and Watkins I thought pitched well as I said I thought he pitched well but the at-bats after the first inning uh were not good and this looked like a game the Twins are going to lose Cedric Mullins ties the game with uh, an RBI double off Joe Ryan who was fantastic tonight we'll talk about Joe today and then Caleb Thurbar gives up a run and an error from Polanco throwing home and it hits the runner and he scores. And uh, Ryan McKenna killed the Twins tonight. He made a great catch in left field and then doubled to lead off. Uh, I think that was the eighth inning against Caleb Thurbar. And then they end up scoring, taking a two-to-one lead. And the Twins have to put themselves in a, in a tough spot. They put themselves in a tough spot needing a run or two off of Jorge Lopez in the ninth inning. And luckily, Byron Buxton came through. We'll talk about him today. But this looked like a game the Twins were going to lose. And so many of the last you know, eight games against Cleveland, five of them, felt like they were going to win, and they lost. So they needed this, and I know that was kind of the feeling tonight. 
the Twins needed this. It was big to get this because you needed to steal a game back that you look like you were going to lose. When you'd given away so many games, you look like you were going to win. And that's what they did tonight. I think tonight, a Byron Buxton swing reinforces, and I, we say this constantly, and I'll continue to say it throughout the season because it is so, so, so true and important. At the end of the day, I, I wouldn't say that the Twins ride or die with Byron Buxton where you know this team will go as far as Byron Buxton takes it because that's it's a scary proposition. In some ways, it's true. The ceiling of this team is revolved around, yes, Carlos Correa, yes, Jorge Polanco, yes, Luis Arise, yes, like the top half of the roster, Joe Ryan. But it's Byron Buxton because nobody on this team can do what Byron Buxton can do. Uh, that includes Correa. I think Buxton can do things that very few players in the in the world can do. And I think Carlos Correa is one, a superstar. And I think he's one of the best players in the game. Very few can do what Buxton can do. And that doesn't mean he's consistent. He's not consistent. We've seen it this year. He's had stretches where he's unbelievable, stretches where he can't hit a lick. And it's frustrating to watch. We've, he also sits a lot. But, you know, he's, he gets sat because he has such a long injury history, and that's frustrating for everybody and especially frustrating for him. Who gets to a slider like that? Jorge Lopez hasn't given up a home run all year. And that's what I mean. This is a great example and, and another reminder that he can do things like turning around on a 101-mile-an-hour fastball from Andres Munoz in the opening series to hit a home run, uh, 101 at the top of the zone. A, a good slider. Like, it wasn't a bad pitch. It was He left it over the middle a little too much, but – Buxton reached out and just poked that thing over the left center field fence. He can do things that not a lot of people can do. You know, not a lot of players in the world can do. And tonight was another example of that. And it was a reminder of how important Byron Buxton is to this team. We've been saying it for how many years. It's just, it's never been more true. Even when the twins are good, even when they're in first place, even when the twins, you know, are struggling, it's still, who does everybody look at? You look at Byron Buxton and maybe that's true for every like star on every team, but it's because Byron Buxton makes such an impact on this team, makes such an impact on a day-to-day basis, for better or for worse, that it's vital that he does things like this for you and that he can change games. And he can change games with one swing, one catch, one play, and he did it tonight. And we've actually been able to see it a lot this year because he's been able to stay off the injured list, knock on wood. But he's got 21 home runs, and he set a career high, and he's not on the injured list. And the plan is working for him right now. And I'm so glad it is because we get to see what happened tonight. Let's talk about Joe. I thought Joe was great. Uh, we'll talk about him after this word from Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, now over, but come back next year. And Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. BetOnline is where the game starts. Joe Ryan looked like Joe Ryan tonight, didn't he? This was uh, Joe Ryan, seven inning, one earned run, seven strikeouts. Velo is there. When I say Velo's down for Joe Ryan, I don't mean, you know, his Velo's never going to be in the mid-90s. It'll reach like 93, 94. What you look for from Joe Ryan, he'll tell you a lot in the first couple innings. I've learned that about him in 16 major league starts now or whatever it is. 
he'll show you a lot. And I think you can learn a lot from him in the first inning about what's to come in that game. And it's not always true. It's not a foolproof way to go about it. But I watched him in the first inning tonight, and I saw him hitting 93 regularly. And you know he's not going to be 93 all night, but you know he's going to settle in at 91, 92, and that's where he needs to be. He can't be 89, 90 and be successful consistently. He needs to be 91, 92. That extra bump is huge, and it doesn't sound like much. It's a lot. So when he's 93 in the first inning, you feel good. He looks good. His stuff looks good, and he was spotting it up. I thought he was fantastic tonight. Maybe could have gone for him to him for another inning in the eighth, but that was pushing it. You can't just not use your bullpen at all for how bad they've been. You can't just be like, scrap the bullpen. We're going to go starters for nine innings a night. As fun as that would be and as great as that would be for the Twins to be able to do, this is still a, a pitcher who doesn't have a ton of innings on his arm. You need to take care of. Still coming back from COVID. This was a, a big step in the right direction for Joe Ryan. And it's against an offense that, as I said, they've played better baseball. And this isn't like a terrible lineup. It's not a good lineup, but it's not – you know, a basement barrel lineup. They can hit some homers. They got some good players. You know, said Mullins is good. He got to Joe a little bit with that double, but I thought he was fantastic. That's the best he's looked since he came off the COVID list. He looked like Joe Ryan before the COVID list tonight. So hopefully he can parlay that and turn it into more good starts and just keep doing that. And seven innings, one earned run, seven strikeouts, not going to happen every single start, but just like consistently the stuff is there. He executed, he got it done. Ryan Jeffers left this game, took a foul ball off the mask, um, hope Ryan's okay. If not, you'll probably see Jose Godoy come up and uh, tandem with Gary Sanchez, maybe a little platoon tandem there with Godoy. We'll see. I don't know on Rye. Hopefully he's okay. Um, this was just, this is a win the Twins needed, really, at the, at the end of it, all of it. They needed that win. They needed that swing from Byron Buxton. They needed that start from Joe Ryan. And it's it can be very simple. Baseball is such a funny game, right? It's so slippery. And we saw that a lot with the Twins leads. Like, oh, they're leading 10 to 7, but it's slippery. You give up a couple hits. It's like, Ooh, now the tying runs at the plate. It's very easy to fall out of control in baseball. It's still a simple game. And you look at the twins roster and you say, who's going to impact, you know, them most this year. It's their best players. They need Joe Ryan to come through. And before the season and probably a couple weeks into the season, I would say their best players are Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, and you know, maybe Jorge Polanco. And now it's Luis Arise who's like inserted himself prominently into that conversation how about louis putting together just a tremendous at bat that swing doesn't happen without louis arise so he's the mvp this year for the twins i mean we're into july and he is unquestionably the mvp this year for as many solid moments as byron buxton has had how many times he's come through he's got 21 home runs you know louis arise is the mvp of this team for more than one reason he does what he did in the ninth inning so much it makes you feel so confident when he's at the plate. And that that does not happen without Luis Sarai's putting together a, a vintage Luis Sarai's plate appearance, which would be, you know, the plate appearance of the year for a lot of players. And he just does it. That's what he does. And he was tremendous in the ninth inning to get a hit off Jorge Lopez, who's super tough. And I want the Twins to trade for this guy. I'm very, like, I'm open about that. I want them to trade for Jorge Lopez. How good would he look with you on Duran back there? Maybe get that slider down a little bit more. But like I said, only Byron Buxton maybe can get to that slider and hit it out for a home run. Um, yeah, they needed that win. Credit to Luis Arise and credit to Joe Ryan and credit to Byron Buxton. It's the best players on this team. The best players are going to dictate whether the team wins or loses. And if they perform, Joe Ryan hadn't been performing. And he went out tonight. He performed. Byron Buxton performed. Luis Arise performed. And their best players came through. And their best players are better than the Orioles' best players. 
That's the difference between these two clubs. If Barton Buxton shows up and Carlos Correa shows up and Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray show up, Luis Arise shows up, the Twins can sweep this series. And it didn't happen consistently tonight. They didn't show up one through nine. The lineup struggled. They were no hit, you know, through, I think there were no hit from the second through the eighth inning. Nothing there. There was nothing there offensively after the bases were loaded in the first. You just need that swing. You need that swing from Byron Buxton. And this is a big win because you didn't want these things to stack. I always talk about stacking. And tonight was another prominent example of the Twins had scored a a lot of runs against Cleveland, like enough where they should have won a lot of games. Your offense can't score six, seven, eight, nine, ten runs a night. You're going to have nights like this where, for whatever reason, you're locked up against Spencer Watkins. It happens. It happens to the Yankees. It happens to the Astros. The Yankees were no hit by Christian Javier, who's been very good his last two outings. It happens to the best teams. It happens. The Twins need to win that game because they'd given away the games where they scored a bunch of runs, right? They scored 10 runs and lost 11-10 at target field. They scored six runs and lost 7-6 to in Cleveland. Tonight, they scored three runs. They needed to win, and they did. You have to win those games sometimes, especially when you continue to lose the games that you should win. This bullpen's a problem. Obviously, this bullpen's a problem. It's become a glaring problem, like a, a potentially disastrous problem, and they need to fix it. So I didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. I'll touch on the bullpen more today. I've been saying it since April that this bullpen is weak, or that the back end at least is weak. I thought they'd be able to churn out some sixth, seventh inning guys. And, you know, credit to Juan Manaya tonight, credit to Theobar, even though Theobar gave up the run. I don't know if that was earned or not. I didn't see the box score. But credit to Theobar for straining the runner at second. Credit to Manaya for straining the runner to keep the Twins in this ballgame. I was confident they were going to be able to produce like Manaya's and Theobar's because they did last year. Manaya was good for the Twins last year. Theobar was good for the Twins last year as like middle relief guys. I was concerned that the back end lacked high leverage options. I didn't think Emilio Pagano was this bad. You know, I didn't think they were this shallow. I thought Tyler Duffy was going to be better. And credit to Duffy for yesterday. He was, you know, very good in his outing yesterday. And hopefully he can turn it on and pitch better. I don't expect him to become like a closing option for the Twins, but just pitch better. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't think it was going to be good. When they had Taylor Rogers, you can go back to my episodes, like when they had Taylor Rogers in the offseason, I said, I think this bullpen has a chance to be really good with Rogers and Duran. Even at that point, I was high on you on Duran. And that was before he even moved to the bullpen. I was high on him as an option because I thought, okay, you got Duran and, and Rogers on the back end. You have Tyler Duffy, who was great down the stretch last year, pitched well. You have Jorge Alcala, who was exceptional down the stretch last year. There's four right there. And they had middle relief guys. They've been able to churn those guys out, the Manias, the Theobars. You know, then Griffin Jackson enters the picture. So I thought they had a lot of arms. And then they traded Rogers. And then Alcala got hurt. And all of a sudden, it's only Duran back there. And they brought in Pagan, who has hurt them. You know, he's hurt them more than he's helped at all. So he brought them down. He's a submarine. He's not a trampoline. And that's why this bullpen looks so bad. What also helps tonight is that the, the Twins saved all their bullpen arms in one. You know, Yohan Duran didn't pitch. Yohan Duran didn't pitch. Griffin Jackson didn't pitch. I will say, like, I've gotten some comments that I'm saying Yohan Duran and everybody else. I, I agree. Like, I'm sorry to Griffin Jacks. I'm sorry I haven't mentioned him more. It's Jax, Duran, and everybody else. I just think Duran is so good that, like, Jax is in a diff- on a different level, but it's not a bad level. Jax is on a good level. So it is Duran, Jax, 
and everybody else. They didn't use Duran or Jax tonight is my point. It used to be, oh, they didn't use Duran, Jax, or Pagan tonight. <laughs> it's probably a good thing they didn't use Pagan tonight, right? It's become that for the Twins. They're not going to go out and get a reliever before the deadline. They're going to go into the All-Star break. They're going to go beyond the All-Star break. I don't think they're going to go get a reliever right now. They're going to live with this group, and they're going to try to find ways to get better. And it might be scary and not fun to watch like it has been to this point. But I just don't see them overpaying for a reliever before the trade deadline. It's a nice thought. Like, how nice would it be if they traded for Jorge Lopez tonight and just added him into their bullpen? How much better would you feel? A lot better, but they're not going to overpay because the Orioles are sitting there and they're going, why, why the hell would we trade Jorge Lopez today? We can wait till the deadline and you know sell and field all these offers from all these contenders who need relievers, and then we can choose from all these different packages. We don't have to take the Twins package on July 1st when the deadline's not for another month. It's just not viable. It's not feasible. And also, if you're the Orioles, like let Jorge Lopez go out there, you know, for better or worse, pitch. And tonight it was for worse. He gives up a home run. Let him go out there and pitch. He hadn't given up a run in 15 outings or whatever and build his value and continue to show that he's legit. I mean, this is a guy who had a five-plus ERA in Kansas City. Let him show that he's legit. And that's kind of the, the feeling for, I think, a lot of clubs who have relievers and pitchers and players other teams want, that contenders want. Let them go play. Let them show off. Let Frankie Montas go like seven no-hit innings against the Mariners. Let all your pitchers and players do that. And then when the trade deadline comes, you go, look at what they've done. And you take slight, a slight risk there. You can sell high on a Jorge Lopez. You take a risk as a, as a team that's selling, but it gives you that luxury. I mean, look at the Twins with Jose Barrios. And this package of Austin Martin and Simeon Woods-Richardson has not turned out, I think, how they would have hoped this year. But they fielded offers at the deadline, and they, they picked the best package for them. And it was Austin Martin and Simeon Woods-Richardson. And, you know, they had that luxury of teams – calling them it was a seller's market where these teams were calling and wanting jose barrios and you didn't know which way he was going to go is he going to go to toronto is he going to go to san diego where's he going and they ended up liking the blue jays package best so that's how it works and that's how it's going to work for the twins so what you have to do is just cross your fingers when you wander around or griffin jacks is not in the game and just hope that the damage is limited what a swing from byron buxton absolutely beautiful love that twins win Go for the series win Saturday with Sonny Gray taking on Jordan Lyles. They should hit the snot out of Jordan Lyles if they don't. Um, I'll be a little grossed out. We'll join you for a postcast tomorrow, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Thank you so much for watching today. Thanks for being patient with me. I know I was gone and I, people are wondering, like, did you not record because the Twins blew it? No, I didn't record because I was in Las Vegas. I lost my voice. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. They'll make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Byron Buxton and go Minnesota Twins.